welcome back to this week's edition of Turf Talk. My name's Louis Tomlinson. Sat next to me, as per usual, is Big Jim Watson. And nothing happened last weekend. Please, please, how can you have that as an introduction? One of the best racehorses of my generation won a class race at the weekend, and I've got exciting news to tell you. I've not, I've not seen you since what last Tuesday. Correct. I've been absolutely dreading it because you're going to be an annoying little boy. For this hour, aren't you? I was You're like a be little, little excitable boy. child. Yeah, oh. you were, and you said someone someone uh, came up to you at Haydock on Saturday and asked if you were uh, James from Turf well, Talk. He asked me if I was Jim. Jim from Turf Talk, which wasn't because they recognised, you know, the profile picture as the man who looks a bit like the beast from the chase. Andy Davidson. It was because you had. Shout out to Andy. But was it because he recognised you as looking like the beast from the chase, or was it because you had full yellow and blue <laughs> garments on, where we were lost in translation sign, like, yeah, like, it, like it was <laughs> WrestleMania? He said, I thought it was you, because all you were doing was taking pictures of lost in translation. They were his exact words. Um, yeah, nice to meet you. G- great to hear that you're a massive fan of the pod, and I thought I'd just give you a bit of shout-out at the beginning. Yeah, big up, Andy. Uh, let's get stuck in then, and we can all listen to Jim get even more carried away than he has been doing all season. (laughs) In the air together, come away from it together. Lost in translation with momentum. Bristol LeMay fighting on tenaciously, but it's lost in translation in front, halfway up the running. Try as he might, Bristol LeMay can't get back to him. Super powered, lost in translation, wins the Betfair chase. Do you know what though, Jim? And. I know I slated for you for it this time last year, but you, you, you've picked a good one. He's a proper horse, this fella, isn't he? He's it, a proper horse. He is. It, beast of a horse. Beating Bristol the May by 11 and a half, who has lost very, very little in defeat and of a cracking effort, stuck to his task. Froden and Bally Optic out of the back of the telly. Uh, Jim, this... I mean... If, if Carlisle was style, this was substance. <sighs> But it was style. It was substance with style as what well. What a beautiful way! It was a sexy, sexy performance. The way Robbie Power just let lost the translation, just bowl his way into the race. I know we've both said it from the start of the season, but this is the Gold Cup winner. This is the Gold Cup winner, and we saw him run on Saturday. And I have said this for two years now that he will win a Gold Cup, and you don't know how happy this makes me. Literally. What annoyed first, but we'll get the rant out of the I'm way. Not right, of course, you're right. the, the only horse right. he talks about ever has won a grade one at the weekend. And of course, Jim Watson can't be happy for more than five seconds. Rant number one. No, no, I think this is the only rant this week, right? The camera at Haydock only showed Bristol the Mike, Frodon, and Ballyoptic down the back straight. They did not have lost in translation in picture. They kept going, he's four lengths behind. I was, I was studying. Just not too far away from rail. He was not four lengths behind. He was six, eight lengths behind. He was further behind. Than no, that's that, that's valid because I was wondering that because it showed on ITV as didn't well. Didn't even didn't even see him on the screens. Didn't even see him jump. I had to physically look myself on the far side to see watch him jump. And um, I don't know how he jumped in back straight because I couldn't see properly. Horrendous. Right out the way. That's gone. Lost in translation. Jumped perfectly up to the last two fences, where I think. Puppy Power just got a bit excited, really, didn't he? He had so much horse coming underneath him 
that he, he thought, I'm going to have to go now, I'm going to have to go. And he, he sort of let his reins loose and he said he'd ride the race a lot different. Uh, he forgot how many gears he had. Um, oh, absolutely fantastic. And the story behind him as well, uh, the owners, um, buying him and racing him in the sun, who's dyed his colours, I think that's amazing. And, right... A certain Joseph Brook on our course. This will mean absolutely no one's summer. No, yeah, why Why are we including this? He is related to the owners of Lost in Translation. Fair enough. His uncle, that they are one of them is his uncle. And he's only just decided to tell me. We've been friends for nearly two and a half years now and he's only just told me his uncle owns Lost in Translation. You, you left it that long to tell me you were runner-up on Junior <laughs> MasterChef, though. <laughs> yeah, but this, this is major. Um... <laughs> Oh, what a performance it was. I lost my voice halfway through the race. With a furlong to go, I, I lost my voice completely. Jumping what a up and down. for everyone that has regained it. <laughs> and he's won a grade one. He'll go on to the King George now. We know how difficult it is to keep horses fresh between races, and he's going for the Triple Crown. It's on. Come on, son. Is the King George going to be... I know we've talked about this before. You felt it's a Gold Cup. I feel the the difference in horse that will have a crack at the King George in terms of surname, who we'll deal with later. Yeah. And, uh, you know, potentially Altior, potentially Duvan. Yeah. Potentially Fistful Crack. These are horses who won't who aren't going to be as well suited by a Gold Cup as Lost in Translation as they will be more suited by King George. I I am more confident in Lost in Translation's ability to beat Native River and he will fly. <laughs> and the sort of horses who were suited by a Gold Cup in a Gold Cup yeah. more than I am the Clandeso Bows of the world who are better suited by a King George because I'd say as a general bunch they're a slightly better a slightly better group. Yeah, there's a there's a lot more flat track three milers that are better than the three mile two up and well unconventional tracks would is, is what you're trying to say have i just put that more complicatedly uh i won't i won't say it's what you're trying to say i i, I guess the I, I guess the caliber of opposition in the king george strangely might not isn't better than the gold cup well actually yeah maybe it is there's, there are more good grade one horses whose strengths are played to by a King George yeah. than there are whose strengths are played to by a Gold Cup. You understand what I mean? Yeah. Surname, Gold Cup, no. Like like you said, Clandes is a more of a King George horse. Yeah. You know, so that's that's for me where is where I think that that is going to be the acid test for us in translation I guess this, this isn't really an acid test because we just in fact we just know he's a grade one horse he is a grade one horse he's won a grade one he's looked bloody brilliant in his last three starts Bristol Demite as well y- you wouldn't rule him out of the King George he's, he's not done anything wrong here apart from possibly miss a few in the back straight he didn't jump as well as what he normally does at Haydock I don't Daryl Jacob was asking, asking him up and he just didn't quite deliver um, I, I thought I thought Bristol Demai. I thought Bristol Demai. After the second last, I thought he he found a lot more than I was expecting. And he, maybe I was expecting the way he was 
lost in translation was travelling that he'd cruise by him. But then I realised it's a grade one. He's won this race two times. He's won it, won three grade ones by 128 different. No, three races at ADOT by 120 odd lengths. It's he's, he's not going to cruise past him. Um, yeah, great performance by Bristol the Mai, um, and move on to the King George now and see if he can take lost in translation on again. I mean, this is going to be a daft question because I know what the answer is going to be. But do you think Lost in Translation wins the King George? Yeah, after, after what uh, Robbie Power said after the race, the gears he's got, his his change of speed, his stamina. Every, I think I think it'll play. Like I've said since the beginning, my the, my biggest worry is the Cheltenham Gold Cup. I'm genuinely I'm worried about that. Who's his biggest threat in the Cheltenham Gold Cup? Yes. <clears throat> mm. Who who are you most scared of as the chairman of the Lost in Translation fan club? Which horse are you plotting against? Which horse has a grand piano suspended above his stable, just waiting for your devilish plot for it to land on him in the morning? Well, if, the one that I am most worried about, but I'm, is, is currently in the back of my mind and I don't really care about, is Ken Boy. I am worried about Ken Boy. Yes, that's that's a very, very but fair shot. I've completely I, forgotten about him as they well. Are both, they're both... Two Willie Mullins. Is, I'll, I'll be worried about Albion Photo. He's been there, done it, bought the T-shirt. I, I'm, I'd be worried about him as well. Willie Mullins holds the key to beating Lost in Translation. It's just which one. And if Ken Boy ever runs ever again this season. Well, he's, he said he's expecting him to be able to make entries by by the time this goes out. This, this, this pod will go out. So hopefully we'll get to see Ken Boy soon. Can I just rattle through a couple? Yeah. Worried about Santini? No. Presenting Percy? No. Hannibal Fly? No. Native River? No. N- nothing else whatsoever? No. Chris's Dream? No. Which time, who time form think could be a grade one also off no. the back of his performance no. on Saturday? On Sunday, sorry, at the Troy Town, another Robbie Power masterclass. That was worth giving that a quick mention. <laughs> Robbie Power's other win at the weekend was on Bold Plan. He had the double at Haydock. That was the first time he's ever run a winner at Haydock. Really? <laughs> so he had a double, a grade one, well, a winning a grade one and a handicap. And that was his first ever win <laughs> at Haydock. I thought that was mental. Yeah, no, riding out of his skin. He has been for the past couple of seasons as Robbie Power. He's a and top, top man. I said we're not going to be able to analyse the three grade ones at uh, Fairy House on, on Sunday just in terms of we were looking at the entries and we thought we would be just there's, there's too many of them to have any sort of key idea of, of who's going where Honeysuckles in the Hatton's Grace unfortunately De Bromhead said she's going for the Mare's Hurdle me and Jim thought we were being very clever turns out we weren't maybe uh, he's just trying to plant that seed in our head doing and, O'Leary. and he's going to then go and whack on at 40 to 1 and bang we're in um, he's got Manila Melody. Doing, she could win that. Doing all, but my, my point regarding that and Robbie Powell was sizing Johns in the Hatton's Grace, who I would absolutely love to see back out. People, people, I guess people are forgetting a bit like Duva, maybe. A forgotten horse because peak sizing John is a hard, hard, hard horse to beat. Yeah, but he'd get absolutely spanked by Duva, wouldn't he? Would uh, it over yeah. a different Austin Trans? <laughs> yeah, th- th- that was over two miles. I'd I'd argue that it's a com- he's a completely different animal over three. He won a Gold Cup, a Punchestown Gold Cup, and an Irish Gold Cup in the space of, you know, two months. Yeah, Duvan's never gone further than two and a half miles. You could. He's the one I'm most worried about in the King George, Duvan. But isn't isn't the talk like he goes back down again now? Yeah, yeah. But if he does turn up, I am worried. I I, I am I'm just scared of Willie Mullins. 
I have nightmares waking up of Willie Mullins just popping up at the end of my bed. Fair, fair enough, Jimmy. It's interesting to see. It's interesting to. I, I'm interviewing you like I'm Colin, like you're Colin <laughs> Tizard, aren't I? With, 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 with your thoughts about this horse. Yeah. But it genuine. That, that's racism and xenophobia <laughs> towards people from the West Country. No, I nothing apologize. against Colin Tizard. You are one of the best trainers ever, and I will never ever fault you in whatever you train. Speechless. Louis <laughs> is speechless. Jim, Jim Watson being nice about someone and genuinely nice as we move on over to ask at the Christie 1965 chase, the heavyweight clash of Altior against Surname. Altior was ridiculously well backed on the day. Uh, I put him in a double with Lost in Translation because I'm a moron who only backs horses I like instead of backing horses I think I should win. I, everything I've put up on my Twitter, Jim, I can't win. I'd be at like a, you know, like a plus 14. Stake to a point. I'm twenty quid down for the season. <laughs> Cause I'm such a tight auctionman and I don't bet very much. You, you know, you, you, you back off things. I just go. Oh, I can't be bothered. Back I backed two horses this year. Thomas Darby, who was a stupid price. Did you she back him yesterday? No, no. Thomas Darby. Should <laughs> I remember never... Tommy took it. Get in. But, but Thomas Darby should never be odds on. He's never the sort of horse to back odds on because he's so awkward. He's a sort like leader for the Supreme who you might be able to catch when he's 25s or 33s. Yeah. You know, he's never a horse to back odds on. I did because I have feelings for him <laughs> and ended up getting burnt. And then again, if you'd have said to me, who do you like more out of Lost in Translation or Altior? I'd have said Lost in Translation. So why did I do the double? Moronic behaviour. I'll pick four winners this weekend and not have a penny on either of them. We'll move on to that. That's my own fault. I am just a tight, miserable Yorkshireman <laughs> who doesn't like losing money. And I especially don't like losing money when I should have made money the week before. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this was very, very good. The handicapper got it right. Surname. Correctly the best in training now. But I've got a bit of a caveat. Jim, I'll let you go first. So what did you make of this race? It was a funny sort of race, I think. If they were to run it again on a different day, Nico de Boinville would have won, I think. No, I don't. Do you not think? I think nine times out of ten surname wins. Do you think? I do. Maybe I've you've made me delusional against Altior, but I, I think Altior looks slow. Yes, he does. He, 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 and, and that, to me, was almost a crucial thing. And I know... Oh, I can't remember who put it on Twitter last week. Was it Rory? It might have been Rory Delaghi or Kevin Blake. Uh, the clips of the last two flights uh, in the champion chase. And we're saying, look at how quick Altior is over them compared to Sol Royale. He's not. No. He's not. He's not a particularly quick jumper. He's accurate, but surname pings him. Yeah. Altior gets from one side to another. Yeah. It's some training performance from... Paul Nichols because he was an absolute no hoper, wasn't he, at one stage? And well, he was never rated lower than what one forty. Yeah, but he he was, he was finishing right tail. Handicap, he was finishing tailed off, wasn't he? Uh, and then something just clicked, and they sent him over fences, and he's become a different animal. Um, great training performance. I didn't expect him to do that. He even made that error, didn't he? Um, I thought that was quite a major error as well. And he, he still, I think the ground slightly went against Altior in the end. Uh, it looked it looked heavy going at uh, Ascot. Uh, it's normally the opposite. It's good at Ascot and heavy 
Hey, Doc. But, um, yeah, they've tried with Altior now, haven't they? Just. What would you do? Go back to the Queen Mother Champion Chase. But you can't say he didn't stay. He didn't. Uh, no, I'm not saying he didn't. And I'd quite like to see him over two mile four. But I don't think he'll be. Although they said they want to face. We'll see face surname again and see what will happen. So they obviously think some Nico de Bonville got off after the race and was shaking his head. He wasn't happy. Really wasn't happy. So if it, I don't think Altior was himself, if I'm being honest. I, I, I genuinely, I, I, I was very, very disappointed. Uh, he showed, I didn't show the Altior that he was last season. Well, I, I think you're being harsh there, mate. I think you're being harsh. Because I've seen on Twitter as well, I think it was Michael Harris who put it on, was the justification that on the figures this is a career best from Altior. Yeah, yeah. Which is, isn't something I agree with. Right. But you, you can make a reasonable case for as to why, you know, getting to within two and a half lengths of surname who's who was off 176 is better than beating a 1469 rated politologue length or so. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I understand that. I also think it's even though I've backed Altior for the champion chase on the basis that I didn't think he'd win this at the start of the season and that he would end up reverting to two miles and that four to one come March would look ridiculous. It I think it's worth having another crack away from Ascot. At surname, go King George. Uh I I, I f- It'd be good. I, I, I'd quite like him to go King George, and then and then that'll prove anything that he's not a three miler or a two mile five or whatever further distances, and just stick to what you're good at. But he's clearly good at he's clearly good at two five. He might have just bumped into a bit of a beast there. Yeah. In surname, which by the way I'll say, and I made this point on Twitter. I don't like the idea that he's a top rated horse in training though. Because three, he's had three performances over the same course and distance at the same trip. Is he within £10 as good a horse going left-handed? I know mm. Harry Cobden said that. Yeah. But you literally can't just take a jockey's word for it on ratings. Lost in translations up £12. Just, thought, just a little bit. So that's 173. Yeah. So surname won that off one se- Well, not off 176, but his rating was 176 going into that. We know he's a 176 horse, probably slightly more now, actually. I'm not sure whether they've tinkered with him or not. Uh, I've, I've not seen. But with him, you know, we know he's capable of that performance at Ascot. The last time he ran away from Ascot, he was beaten at Carlisle by, by Mr Whitaker and Happy Diva. You understand, you yeah, understand my point? I get you. So I'll, I'm going to bring another sport into it now. Whereas... I used to play table tennis at a all right level, like county level and that. Mm-hmm. And I, were, I I always played better against people who attacked, you mm-hmm. know, who were just big swingers and that's and that, that was my style as well and we could bash each other around the table. And I, I looked a better player when I was playing against them. Mm-hmm. They suited my game. If, if If I came up against someone who was playing intricate and close to the net and putting little spins on it, I was a £10 worse player. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I get you. I don't know if it's a thing in cricket, whether some cricket batsmen... Bat better are, against... Are, are yeah. Spin bowlers. You know what I mean? Yeah. And to be the best 
I don't think it's right. Look, surname could well be, but we've not seen him prove it. That to be considered the best, you have to be the best in general and not the best uh, at, so, at one thing when it all plays to your strengths. Yeah. So does that mean Austin Translation is the best arse in training? <laughs> it's still Altio. It's still Altio for me on, on the basis of the performance. It probably well could be. Lost so in looking to surname versus. Lost in translation in the King George. Who's camp are you in? Lost. Still? Yes. Mm, interesting. Interesting. It might change close to the day. That that that's just my initial initial reaction. Now yep. I've not I've not given the <laughs> King George too much thought at the minute, but it's a wheel look surname I don't get me wrong, I'm not slating him. This is not slating him. It's just a bit of a thing on the ratings is if if the best in training is only the best going round right-handed flat tracks that's only 25% yeah. of courses in general you know what I mean if, if you're the best around you're best more than 25% of the time yeah uh, we'll just talk about the other the undercards from Ascot and Haydock on the Friday, we saw Angel's Breath make a winning start over fences. Very, very impressive. Good money for him. Third of four in the market overnight. Put I, him up in my what are the odds column. Didn't back him, and then he won. I've got the three. I got the three to one. I got three to one about him. Yeah, that's what he was last night. I thought that in the night before, I thought that was a ridiculous price. He always. Do you know what? A lot of people were disappointed with him last season, but I thought to me he just looked like a staying chaser running in two mile hurdles. Yeah, um, he ran. I think it was two mile two. But everyone's yeah. everyone's backing him for the Arkle. Interesting. No, I see his future over further. Two four. I, well, we're sending everything to the JLT though, aren't we? Yeah. And we don't want to send things to yes, the JLT. Yes, we do. We want a really competitive JLT. Not at the expense of an Arkle or an RSA. You'd rather a good Arkle than a good JLT, as daft as it sounds. Just look at the JLT from last season. It's working out all right, <laughs> isn't it? It's working out all right. Uh, no, no rivals for Sam Crow, please, because I'm on at eight. Uh, that was good from Angel's Breath. In other novice chasing news, Lorena beat Manella Indo first time up. Uh, she was very good. He was also quite good in a race that didn't play to his strengths. Yeah, th- three miles beckons for him, and he's going to win the RSA, and we'll link him with the novice chase going this weekend. Yeah, Lorena, what did you make of that Arkle JLT for you? JLT. <laughs> just oh send everything days. stupid question something um, has to win the Arkle or we're going to end up with Duke de Geneva again <laughs> same colours Lorena um, yeah you could go Lorena Arkle I think she's got speed I think she's got speed and, and stamina yeah yeah I, I agree with that I, I, I think that while she's similar enough to Defi de Sar, that while she can operate at two and a half and is May maybe slightly better there. I think it's only fractionally. Yeah, I think it's only fractionally, and I think she's as good a two miler. Uh, undercard from Asuka if the cap fits won the coral hurdle. Just getting up from call me lord. Uh, this is the challenger to Paisley Park this season, isn't it? From England, yeah. From England, yeah. What that that suggests to me, you think there's something in Ireland? Yeah. Who? Let the cat out of the bag, lad. We don't have a podcast for no reason. I'm worried about Sam's profile. I think he's interesting. He's going to stay in Hurdley. And what Bacardi's did the other week. That's fair. That's fair. Although, I would also argue on all known form, yeah. they aren't as good I as can un- I can understand. But 
you wouldn't have said but that about Paisley Park. When Paisley Park won the, that race last weekend, you would have thought I was absolutely ridiculous to say that I fancied him for this day's hurdle. But look what happened. But, well, you got on him, didn't you, Matt? 25s. 150 million thousand to one. <laughs> I'm but sure that's what it was. Stony, Stony Mountain, as well, we might as well talk about him now, who won the Paisley Park. It's, it's going to be called the Paisley Park Stairs Handicap Hurdle, grade three. In a couple of years. Um, picked up the pieces late on beating AC Milan uh, and Tedham and Ask Ben because I thought it was between it, uh, AC Milan and Ask Ben. Um, I stopped really watching this race. You know why? Oh, it was lost in translation in the... No, no, no. Because this horse that I keep backing and backing and backing pulled up after four hurdles. <laughs> Breaking waves, yep. yep. And that's Watson to a degree. Throws his toys out of the pram because he can't pick I wa- a good handicap I, I, winner. I didn't watch this race in full. I was... I was more concerned because she pulled him up just as they were coming to the parade ring. So I was seeing, going, like looking to see if he were all right. So I didn't watch the whole of the back straight because they were assessing him, seeing if he was all right. And then I looked into the home straight and I thought, Christ, AC Milan and Ask Ben have been up front for a while. And well, it wasn't. It, 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 it was a cracking ding dong battle up the home yeah. straight. And then they were kind Bit of. Bit of a pace meltdown, really. And they were kind of swamped, not swamped. Tedham stayed on well enough to nab third. But Stony Mountain. Absolutely flew home. Hemmings. This horse will end up in a Grand National, surely, at some point. That, that's what Henry, he, Daly, he goes Henry Daly said on uh, Look on Sunday. Did he? He's already pinged a fence. <laughs> of course um, he has. He's going to stay in uh, Chasey next season. Uh, he just wanted another season with him over hurdles uh, to just try and mature him out a bit. And then he's, he's been jumping fences for a couple of years now. Oh, good. So, so. He, he, he looked, I mean... So I know I said, about, I said it about Sam's profile last season, but some hurdlers you just think you'll be a staying chaser. Yeah, and you could you could. Tom see O'Brien loved it as well. He was proper celebrating as he passed the line. Uh, great performance. You should do though, because it were it were a cracking ride. He was well <laughs> down. <laughs> he was. He was well down. We've, we you know we've not very long to go. He's had to get he's had to galvanise it also to get him up, and the horses responded willingly as well. Yeah. Good performance from Stony um, and again, sorry, no, I'll, I'll, let, you, I'll, let, I'll let you go. Umbregado, I, I was, I was, I, I thought it was eye-catching in this. Um, they stepped him up to three miles for the first time. Don't think that was ideal, especially in that ground. Bottomed him out a bit. Stepping back down in trip, I can see two mile four, two mile five, around that area, being more up his street, and I think he could be dangerous in a race. I never thought I'd say that about David Pipos. Back to being mean about people for no reason, I see. Good to have the old Jimbo Watson back with us. Uh, no, my point was going to be, and again, it's something I said uh, on our Cheltenham review show at the back end of last season. I said, very, very strangely, this year's potato race was the best novice hurdle all season. Was the best novice hurdle all season. Stony Mountain well down the field in that, pulled up in fact, uh, and has come out and, and won that. And asked Ben as well, who was 10th? 10th in the potato Let's race? Oscar. Something like that. Has come out and run another good race here. It, in terms of race to follow, again, I'm kind of blowing my own trumpet here, but I, I think I called the potato race and the champion bumper as being the two races to follow. Yeah. From from the Cheltenham Festival this year. I thought they were both well above average renewals. And uh so far I'd like to think they've um they're proving me right. Yeah, even though Manila Indoor won at fifties. They should should never have gone off fifties. 
He was a maiden. I know, but should never have gone off. Now look at the... Oh, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You're looking at me in disgust. Well, I'm not. I'm not disgusted. It's, it's just con- confusion of that. Of that, you you think a fifty to one shot winning a Grade One who'd been since who, <laughs> who had been beaten by Alaho the time before. I mean, if 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 we went back into the if we had a time machine and we went back and we said, look at what Minella Rindo's gone on to do since you'd have gone, oh Jesus, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. But at the time, it was sensible. Yeah, it wasn't a daft price. It was. Moving on to this weekend's action, one of my favourite. Favourite race of the year. That's why you say this every week. No, in fact, barring the Grand National. <laughs> well, you know I love my big staying handicaps. <laughs> yeah, you do. I, in fact, I, I just love my big handicaps. So I'll say it about the December race, the <laughs> December Gold Cup. <laughs> and then I probably won't say it again till the Cheltenham Festival. And I'll say it about the Grand National. I'll probably say it about the Beecher next week as well. <laughs> but I do. I do. The, the, the big handicaps are the sort of races we get our teeth stuck into that we love, that we love analysing. Uh, it is Ladbrokes Trophy weekend at. Uh, at Newbury, I'm sure they have a name for it, don't they? Winter Carnival? Is that Labrooks the one? Winter Carnival. Yeah. Hennessy Day. Shout out Labrooks. Sponsor us if you really want. Yeah, then we'll stop calling your race the Hennessy. As, uh, <laughs> we'll start on the Friday with the John Frankham Novice Chase. In fact, Jim, let's do both Novice Chases together because there's a fair bit of overlap. I think, uh, I think that one's on the Friday. Yeah, I the Berkshire Novice Chase is a Friday and then the, uh, the John Frankham Chase is on the... Saturday, yeah. one's over two and a half. That's the Friday one. The Saturday one's over three miles. Champs in them both. Please run him over three miles. Champs, champ and reserve tank and vision de flow are all in, are in both races. Um, really interesting. This will be uh, champ at six to four is a decent price, I think. Uh, over two and a half miles. Over two and a half miles. It'd be interesting. Um, it was nice to see Black Op back last time, wasn't it? Uh, he won at Stratford, beating Mr. Antolini. Something worries me with Black Hop regarding this, Jim. Yeah. Shall I tell you what worries me? Go on. The presence of Dashel Drasher. <laughs> yeah. Who is all who is already dropped up. Yeah. Black Hop, to me, is a much better horse when he's allowed to dominate. Yeah. And he's allowed to dictate things on his own pace. Yeah. Dashel Drasher is surely going to ensure that that won't happen. He's a right horse, Dashiell Drasher. Oh, he's quality. He's a scrapper. He'll stay in there with you. He he made champ work last time out over two mile six. Um, but, but you know what I mean? He's, yeah. he's, a, he's a free-going front runner, which is a sort of thing that I don't think Black Up is entirely yeah, comfortable with having understand. someone up there with him. Yeah. I'll, you know, he's, he's I've best never thought of him as that, though. But that I, I think that's why he was so impressive on his chase. Well, not his chasing debut, but you know when he gained his first win was because it was almost a schooling session for him. Yeah. Because he was just allowed to just go out there, take lead, pop proud, never see another horse. Yeah, understandable. Yeah. That's not going to happen because Dashiell Drasher has to lead as well. Yeah. And whether that can unsettle Black Hop, and we can see the mistakes he were making last year creep back in, is enough to worry me slightly. And at the prices, I'd actually rather be with Dashiell Drasher at 11s. And 11s is threes. a decent price, I think, in this moment uh, of time. We he, need to talk about Reserve Tank, Vision, De Flow and Champ. They're, out, they're in across all three races. First of all, Jim, uh, would you send them all here or would any of them go for the three-miler? Well, I, if I was Colin Tizard, I'd split Vision, De Flow and Reserve Tank up. That makes sense. Um, I think I'd send Vision, De Flow over three-mile. And uh, I'd, I'd keep... Uh, Reserve tank over two four. That'd be the opposite to what I do. Was it? I, I think he looked. I think they're trying to make reserve tank into lost in translation. 
but he hasn't got the speed. Exactly. <laughs> that that was my thing. I I could see I could see that being the route that they were planning to take with him. But at Wayne Canton last time out, I just thought it was so apparent. Yeah. That the sooner he ends up over three miles, the better it'll be. And we don't have these horses for an infinite amount of time. Yeah. Crack on, crack on with what he's good at. Yeah. You know, run him over three. I've said a couple of times, I think Champ will be a better horse the further he goes. Uh, it does take him a little bit of a while to warm up through the gears. And though basically the longer the race is, the more gears he can get through. Therefore, I'd like to, I'd prefer to see him in the uh, John Frankham race. It's not, it's a slightly less deep field, that as well, isn't it? Ard Leffen's in there, who's who's done well so far for Dan Skelton. But you see as a future handicapper. Uh, <coughs> Danny Wiesbang's in there for Paul Nichols as well, who's a horse we don't know loads about, but has a bit of a reputation and he's, he's backed that up so far. And Shamburu Shuja, who was a decent novice last year for Philip Hobbs, it should be a penalty kick for Champ if he turns up in that. It, it really should be. Um, we're, we're both... I respect Champ. You really, really like him. Um I I think he is a three miler. He needs to go that route. They need to stop dilly dallying around with him over two mile six, two mile four. Stop entering him in them races. He's a three mile chaser. Get him running in it. Um, it. I think if Champ declares here, they'll put Reserve Tank in the other race because I think they're scared of Champ. What makes you say that? Just reputation or yeah, reputation. As much as Reserve Tank did it. There's nothing. There's nothing to say that they've been dodging Champ. No. There's but, nothing whatsoever to say that. But I wouldn't blame them for dodging him at this time of the season. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I'd rather go their vision to floor. Um, he, he's been chasing. I think we say this every time. If, when uh, if, it's somewhere in Wales. Did he, was it Chepstone? He fell. Did he fall? I think it might have been in the race that Master Tommy Tucker uh, fell as well. I might we have... always get it wrong. We always say Foss Lass and it's either Chepstone or we always say Chepstone and it's Foss Lass. It was somewhere in Wales. <laughs> it was... It was Foss last. <laughs> no, it wasn't the race that Master Tommy Tucker fell. Uh, it won by Bags Groove. I wonder where he's going this season. Um, so, yeah, in two very interesting novices chases. Um, Champ over three mile. For me, playing at the prices, Dashiell Drasher over two mile four. Uh, 11 to 1, take anti-post rules and get three places because the field could cut up. Because one, you could have, just looking at it, there's... A fair amount of non-runners that could appear. Uh, Jarvis Plate ran at the Haydock. Hold the Note ran yesterday. Yeah. Uh, Master Tommy Tucker ran yesterday. Reserve Tank, Vision Deflow and Champ all won't face here. So they'll cut up. Take, take the 11 to 1, Dash or Drasher each way. Yeah, that's that's a very, very salient point there, Jim. I, I like that tactic. I don't say the, 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 ones be, the ones below him in the betting have either ran this week or surely aren't as good as him. Yeah. And a couple of the ones above him. Look, I think he's fifth in the market at the minute, but three of those are doubly entered. So 11 to 1 each way, paying three places, anti-post rules, is a very, very clever little he's, bet. He's jocked up. I, I think yeah. he'll run his race. He'll be there or thereabouts. Yeah, moving on, though, to the highlight of the <laughs> Friday. It is the... Uh, is it the Ladbrokes Long Distance Hurdle? I'm just assuming it's called that. Yes, it is the Long Distance Hurdle, sponsored by Ladbrokes. Uh, we have to get their names in as many times before I start calling it the Hennessy. Uh, uh, and Paisley Park uh, is 
eight to thirteen favourite with the sponsors, eleven to two of the world's end. Fistle Kraken, you know what I mean, Harry. Sevens William Henry, twenty beer goggles, and thirty-three to one Agripart. Eight to thirteen for Paisley Park to win this. He's generous. Lump on. He's generous. Um, I think cracking price. Uh, last season, absolute champion. That's all I can say. He's so exciting to watch. I think it's it's the it's the old fact of like big books used to be like, where he sort of comes it like he's a little bit under pressure and then he kicks in and he goes and that's one of the best sights in racing. Um, he's such a great horse. Emma Lavelle's done such a good job with him. Uh, he's only rated 169. He should be higher than that. Um, and I can't wait to see him have a bit of a schooling session against some decent rivals, but oh, towards, the, towards the end of their career. Well, he's only a year younger. The World's, the world's end, end won a week race at Weatherby last time. Thistlecrack's having a school round just to get ready for the King George. You know what I mean, Harry's not good enough anymore. William Henry... Probably my idea of who more than likely finished second, if I'm being honest. Bear Goggles has been off. Agrippa's a bolt, and if the cap fits, isn't running. So, there you go. That's my analysis of this field. I'd, I, I, I'd go a bit... I wouldn't be as dismissive. Yeah. In terms of, yes, Percy Park wins this, and yes, he should win it easy. But is this not... Every half decent stay in hurdler in Britain. Yeah, that is the standard. Yeah, you are that, saying that. That, that, is, that is the standard it's, it's, at this it's, moment. It's not. It's not like he's turning up in you know the race to world's end one and having Bally Andy as favourite. Yeah, you know what I mean. To be fair, the world the world's end has always kind of threatened to be a good horse when he's been able to, when he's put it together, and he did last time. And if Tom George can get a good season out of him, remember the George Yard. Was a bit weird last season, but this season it's come back with a bang, hasn't exactly, it? Exactly, um, exactly. So I wouldn't be surprised if the world's end. And the McNeil family are having a right do with it at the minute. Yeah, they are. Um, they are. They've had a fair few winners this season, so yeah, couldn't underestimate the world's end. You know, I mean, look, I, I don't think he'll beat Percy Park on official ratings. Is sixteen pounds to make up. It could really be anywhere between that and double it. You know, in my opinion, this will crack normally goes for this race as well, doesn't it? Yeah, it wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me if the world's end were to. Uh, have a more successful and consistent season than has been the case with him in the past couple of years. Fisselcrack's got beat in this race, didn't he, by Beer Goggles? Yeah, he did. I think he got beat. He's been beat twice in this race, I think. Um, Click on him, pal. Let's yeah. make sure we're not talking. I'd be interesting to see uh, him go in the stays hurdle, if being honest. Um yeah, that's been that's been rumoured, hasn't it? I'd I'd quite I don't know what it is about it. No no he won he won this race. He won this race, but uh, he was beaten in it by being Because um, I'd be well if you look at the Tizard yard, you've got Native River, Lost in Translation, Thistlecrack. They're your three that are your three staying chasers. Thistlecrack was a cracking three mile hurdler. Um you might as well Going there, you might as well spread them out, might you? You're going to go Welsh National uh, Native River, go stay as hurdle as the main target for Thistle Crack, and then go Gold Cup lost in translation. Do you not think? Uh, I, I, I see the point. It's not something I have a particularly strong opinion on either way. He's still a high, high, high class chaser. Yeah. He was runner up in the King George last season. He won a King George 
as a novice. You know what I mean? He, he was also a ridiculously high-class staying, staying hurdler. Yeah. Uh, we've not seen him over hurdles for two years. Yeah. Which is as a bit of a worry for me. Yeah. A bit of a worry for me. And I'm not sure as to whether they... <laughs> if, 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 if they go... If they end up running him in the system, if I could, I could see him going back over fences for the King George, because they could see that as winnable, or at least placeable in. Yeah. And then drop him back for the stayers at Cheltenham. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think they are, are pretty much resigned to the fact that he won't win a Gold Cup. Correct. I think that's that's full gone conclusion now. Yeah. Paisley Pat wins. Yeah, hundred percent lump job. Jim, we've got the Ladbrokes Trophy here. I want to rattle through horse by horse. Right, thirty seconds on each. Right, maybe a minute, thirty seconds on each. And if they're not, and if they're not gonna win, we just say won't win. Right, yeah, fair dues. Elegant escape, number one, twelve to one. Elegant escape, uh, sort of race that suits him. Yeah, sort of race that suits him. Before we get stuck in as well, I am I, my uh, my horse by horse guide to this will be up on whatarettheodds.com, Hopefully on Thursday evening, spending ages writing it. So hopefully everyone gives that a little bit of a read. It's something I'm putting a fair bit of effort into. Uh, Elegant Escape, if you listen to this last season, a lot of people know how much I like him. I love my boats. Uh, doesn't have too much to hide from the handicapper with a mark of 160. That's probably about where he is. Very, very capable at this level. The, could, the more the accent on stamina, the more it plays to his strengths. Yeah, you could see him plodding on late on for a place or something. Second in this last year. Uh, we'll do the stars. We'll do the stars like we, did, like we forgot to do for the Bet Victor. Four stars out of five. Three. Three stars out of five. Beware the Bear, number two, 33 to one for Nicky Henderson. Yeah, has been a bit of a strange horse in the past. Managed to put together his first actual solid season. Back to back. Overall, yeah, fourth in this last year. Then he won at Cheltenham on New Year's Day and again at the Cheltenham Festival. Ran off a mark of 160 in the Bet365. That found him out. Been He's dropped two pound, hasn't he? Being, yeah, being dropped two for that one five eight off here. If he wins this off one five eight, he's a grade one horse. All yeah. non evidence suggests that he isn't. Yeah, I agree. Uh, two stars. Two, two out of ten again for me. Two out of ten. Sorry, two star- right. Two out of five. I'm going to say it. Two stars. Yeah. Number three, Brave Eagle, forty to one. One of the best horses in training, apparently rated one five eight. Um, summer jumper, one of these typical ones that gets hoofed up in the handicap and. I can't see him being anywhere near here, if I'm being honest, sorry. No, absolutely different gravy to the races he's been competing in. Also, all of his last nine starts have been on good ground. Yeah. He won on heavy as a hurdler, but the fact that he's not run on anything softer than good the last nine times suggests to me that Henderson just doesn't think he goes on it. Correct. You know, the fact that they've not even tried him. Uh, Really, really likeable horse. He's done really well to get to a mark of 158. He he lives up to his name. He's a brave animal, but surely not in this. One star. One star. Uh, number four, Yalarenke. Bryony Frost riding for Paul Nichols. His stable debut. Uh, I'll let you talk about Yalarenke, Jim. For a, I'll let you start. Off. <laughs> he's interesting, isn't he? He's 25 to one. He's a, he's a decent enough price. You could see him popping up in this race. He goes well, fairly fresh. Um, the race like this would suit him if it turns into a slog. And yeah. He's a decent prize at this moment in time. They're the exact words I've used. Turns into a slog, you can give him a chance. Yeah. If not, I don't think he's got too much to hide from the handicapper. Correct. Mark one one five very high. Well, he was he was placed in the Welsh National off a pound or two higher last season, as far as I'm aware. You know, he he is capable of these big weight carrying performances. <laughs> 
However, he could be vulnerable to one who's a bit nippier or with a bit more gears. Like Elegant Escape, the more of a test of stamina it becomes, the more it suits Yalarenke. Although I think he has slightly less in hand from the handicapper than Elegant Escape does. Yeah, yeah, agree. Three, three, three Two stars. stars. Two stars for me. Number five's York Hill. Uh, can I officially use the phrase fruit kick? Oh, why? Of course you can. Counter number one, fruit kick. Um, I'd love to see him win. I don't think he will. Uh, who knows which York Hill is going to turn up? T- 28 to 1. You can make a case for anything over 20 to 1. Um, but for me, eh, nah. Not, not really. The thing is... It's well, some training performance if he pings this off. Yeah, and it's the, the thing with York Hill is we know how good he can be, or how good he was. Whether that clouds our judgment of him sometimes, because even though he won at Galway, he has been more bad than good <laughs> for the past two seasons. Yeah. Uh, look, he's twenty-eight to one, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't put anyone off backing a horse who is a dual Grade One Cheltenham Festival winner at twenty-eight to one to win a Hennessy. Worth trying it, worth going back up in trip with him. Uh, there are things that could play to his strengths. They're all could though. I don't think you could say that this race will suit York Hill down to the, uh, you know, down to the ground. Even after he won at Galway, he's followed that up with two fairly mediocre runs. Two stars for me. One star for me. Number six is a horse we both have a lot of time for. Robin Swift for Colin Tizard. Fragile, fragile animal, though. Now off a mark of 153, he's 10 years old. He's not had very many runs for one of his age. I think he's only had 11 career starts. Uh, but when he has 13, sorry, career starts, uh, when he has made the race course, so the last four times have been 2-1-2-1. Two, one, two, one. He's only ever Does been it? outside of the first three or four times in his career. So very, very solid. I'm a massive fan of this horse. Uh, this is hotter than what he was contesting last season. Uh, in my opinion, he was running in the Haydock Grand National Trials. Um, never actually went there. He is a he fragile. Did. He, won, he won the Haydock Grand National. Oh, I thought he did the no, Grand National. Never went to the Grand National. No. Uh, he's a horse I really, really like. He goes well fresh, but I'm I'm not sure he'll be good enough to win this because this, I think this is a... This is, this is the best race he's contested. It, yeah, and it's it's comp- there's not a standout rival. It's very, very competitive. And I know them Haydock Trials are competitive, but... He, I think he just outclasses them in the end whereas in this I, don't, I think there's a few classier rivals than him I like him and I can see him going well enough but he wouldn't be my main pick this, again he's going to need a career best off a mark of 153 yeah, he's, he's high and he has, been, he has been producing well, every time we've seen him over the past two years he's ran well Yeah, he's ran well it's worth considering it's worth remembering that but yeah he Twenty fives might be about fair. Can see him making the frame, yeah, but maybe not a winning selection. He's for a me. solid two stars for me. Oh, I'd, I'd give him three. Yeah. I'd give him three. Uh, number six is the favourite. Okay, Corral. Sorry, number seven. He was six to one. Okay, <laughs> Corral. Uh, lots of people's idea of the winner, Jim. What do you make of him? I'm not sure. I, I'm, com- I'm well. I'm not. Not that I'm not sure, but I, for me, I'm completely against him. Um, he he's beat Secret Investor. He's beat Impulsive Star. He's run behind Santini Entry, and he pulled up at uh, in the four miler. He he needs to show a bit more. I think he's a bit of a talking horse, and people keep saying, "Oh, he's he's going to win big bigger things." And I know this, but I'd rather have a more solid rival in this. Not for me at all. Okay, Corral. 
I like him. Yeah. I like him. If if there is one horse in this field who... I respect him, but I, I, I don't like him personally. If there is one horse in this field who could potentially be £10 ahead of their mark, it's OK, Corral. He's, in my opinion, he's the only sexy second season chaser profile in this field. Yeah. Which is why he's being found by the market. Yeah. Which is why he's 6-1, because it's the sort of horse that wins this sort of race. Mm-hmm. I thought he used class when he <laughs> won at Warwick, and I'd have backed him for the RSA had he, had he had gone to that. I don't think the four-miler was ever going to suit him. He is a horse who's made of spaghetti. So, it, it, you know, it was... He's only nine, like he's another light ra- race. You know, they, they, and, and they were much, much hardier horses who weren't able to deal with, with the National Hunt Chase. It's not a race I particularly like backing a horse straight off, and he is the favourite. But would I be shocked at all if he won? No. Would I be shocked at all if he finished his season running in the Gold Cup rather than the Ultima? No, I wouldn't either. And he's the only one in this field I can say that for, barring elegant escape, probably. Wow. Wow. Beaten. I'm expecting a high star rating here. Oh, I'd give him four. Four? Yeah, he'd get two for me. Why? He's a favourite. Yeah, I, I'd, I'm, I'd just be against him. I, I, I feel like you've said he's made of spaghetti and I'm, I'd be worried that a race like this could absolutely bottom him. But he was second in the potato race, which, was, is, which, which is which to me gives gives me a, you know, he finished ahead of Santini in the potato race. Maybe it's the price just putting me off. It probably is, mate, because I I I think if he was I think if he was sixteen to one, we'd we'd both be looking. I'd be all over him if he was sixteen to one, but maybe because everyone else fancies him and he's six to one, I'm against him. I'm doing I'm doing my star ratings as to how much I think how likely I think the horse is to win rather than at the prices. Right. Uh, but, uh, that, that, that's uh, for me, and I think he's one uh, of the. He'd still be only winners. a three. Really? He's still got to prove a lot more to me, if I'm being honest. Oh, I, I like it. Number eight, Mr. Malarkey. Sort of also, I think everyone was saying last season should, you know, should go well in something like this. I, I contemplated at the start of the season, uh, end of last season, 40 to 1 for him for this race. 10 to 1. He's 10 to 1 for this uh, good good novice campaign last season. Won the Reynolds Town, fourth in the RSA, then second in the big handicap at Ascot. Was very bad though last time at Ascot seasonal debut, and I know the Tizard Yard. Some of the horses have been needing the run, but that was woeful. Too uh, bad to be true. Yeah, uh, I think he'll be a lot more competitive in this. A nice aggressive front running ride. John Joe O'Neill Jr. got on really well with him last season. I've been looking to jock him back up, going that three pound off, uh, make it a bit easier for him. He's he's on the short list for me. Uh, he's a he's a solid four candidate. Not for me. No, he'd have been. Do you know what? He'd have been my pick if it wasn't last time out. Yeah. If it wasn't last time out, I'm willing to put a, just a line through that. But I I think if you're putting a line through it, you're putting a line through it on the fact that it was that Tizard's not all of Tizard's were firing first time first time up. Miss, he was absolutely woeful. He was absolutely woeful, and I can't, I don't like backing a horse at as short a price as he is. Bear in mind, he's st- he'll still be in the top three or four in the betting. Yeah. You know, after failing to beat a single runner home last time out. Yeah. Uh, three stars for me. Uh, four for me. Number nine on the blind side, fourth in the race, Mr. Malarkey. Forgot to run in uh, at Ascot last time, made really eye catching progress out the back of the telly with two fences left to jump and ended up finishing fastest into fourth. Always had a big reputation. I'm not really sure what I make of this horse. A mark of 149, he could well be ahead of. The extra two furlongs here should suit him. 
but I don't know about on the blind side. It's he's just, my idea of the winner. Is he? I, I really like him. I thought he was very, very eye-catching. He's a horse that's, I think, coming of age. Um, you could say he was disappointed in his novice chasing career, but if you look who he bumped into, he's bumped into some decent ones. Apart from, you can rule out his hurdles run. Um, but I, I really, really like him. I, I think he ran in a really good race behind Vindication. Uh, and I, th- I think that this will be the target. This will have been the target at the start of the season. They've used that as a prep. He's plodded on very well, and I think that he'll be very competitive in this. I can see it. I can see. And he's it. five stars for me. I can see it. There's just always been something about him that I've just not not quite ever been able to get my head around. Yeah. But look on his Ascot run with the step up in trip. He looks like he could potentially be very well handicapped. His defeat of talk of cheap talk is cheap last season. Reads very, very well. Only another slight worry would be how did he allow himself to get so far back at Ascot? Yeah. How did he Well they'll go a furious pace and he'll pick up the pieces later on, I think. That's my idea. But is that a bit of vintage cloudy? Yeah. You know what I mean? I get do, do horses like that win as many races as I they should you. do? Yeah. You know, because cause they're putting themselves at a disadvantage. Uh, number 10 is Derasha Counter, 12 to 1. Horse, I really liked. We both no- like, really. Yeah, we both really liked as a novice hurdler. Uh, didn't lo- didn't know how to jump early doors. <laughs> he got his act together, chaser. though. Yeah, yeah, he, he really did back end back end last season. Had a pipe opener over hurdles last month. Uh, but Jim, I think twelve to one's too short. Yeah, I, I agree. I was looking at him at, towards the end of last season at around thirty threes, and I thought that was an interesting enough sort of price. Twelve to one now, far too short. I think he'll run a good race, but it, the price he's putting me off. I give him a solid three stars, but the price again, once again, he's putting me off. Yeah, similar enough to me. Although it wouldn't be the price. I'm just unsure about whether he's. I think there are horses who have achieved more than him in recent times off better weights than he has. Uh, looks to me like a furrow, furrow stayer. So that, that 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 should suit him, to be fair, this sort of race. And it's... I, I guess if I were to pick a novice chaser last season, at the start of last season, who I thought might end up being a Hennessy horse in a year and a bit's time, I probably would have said Derasha counter. Yeah. But I'm just, just not particularly... Uh, Convinced by him, he's, he's, he's won at Newbury for beat Walt at Newbury uh, last season. Won at Utoxia, uh in the summer as well. And those races are working out all right, not great. He's, he's had Captain Catty stocking behind him. Uh, three stars, three solid three stars. Number eleven, Lemuse sixty-six to one won't win one star. No chance. Move on. Number two, Dakland Dyke. Uh, sorry, number twelve, Dakland Dyke. Second behind Diablo de Rouge in the Potemps hurdle at Newbury early on in the season. Capable. <laughs> Capable when he wants to be. But I don't think he will, and for me, he's a one-star. No hopper. I don't think he's a no-hopper. I think he's ahead of his mark of 147. He's a, I, I actually backed him for the Grand National last season uh, at the entry stage. Uh, and it's sort of also who can pick up a race like this at 40-1 to one, mm-hmm. if on a going day, but the big question is if on a going day. Uh, one-star for me. I'd I'd give him a two. I'd give him two. Fair dues. Number thirteen, Baris. Uh I've gone very, very well in depth on Baris's French form. Yeah. In a in my preview. I'm gonna stick that up separately on Twitter. Screenshot what I've written. Because 
I, I think I might have clocked a bit of an angle from that. I'm not going to spoil that early because uh, I'd like people to read the article. But Winner of the oh, Galway plate. Yeah. Comes here, 12 to 1. Banging form. Banging form, 3 out of 3. Step up in triple suiting. It's most definitely 10 stone, 13. Rating of 114. I think that's solid. I think he's... 147. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Yeah, I think he's interesting at 12 to 1. <coughs> oh, I think he wins it. Fair dues, yeah. I, th- I think he wins it. He's uh, a, he'd be a four for me. Is 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 my five star pick? I just got. I get the feeling, and again, this is what I'm going to talk about in my article. Uh, well, what I have talked about in my article is how I I almost think everything around this horse, the people surrounding this horse, everything about him suggests that they know he's better. Yeah. They know he's a better horse than what he was initially rated from in France. Now, whether whether the Galway plate was the day in the sun, that's up for argument. But I'm just going to take a little bit of a risk and suggest that he does have another one in him. Uh, I'll get that up on Twitter. I'll I'll just that'll be on my personal account. What I've what I think about Barisa's French form and the fact that they also bought Valtor at the same time, who had been running running in similar enough races, yeah. and the fact that they own several horses who'd actually been beating Baris. Uh it just it's a bit of an interesting angle I think, but I really like him. Yeah. Proven in these big handicaps will stay the trip. Uh and he's on the upgrade. Yeah. Also on the upgrade number fourteen, Cabaret Queen seven to one. Uh total recall two point oh. Yeah, former Dan Skelton, um seven to one. Bit on the short side if I'm being pissed. Brutally honest, maybe I still rate Cabaret Queen as running for Dan Skelton. Um, I think she's she's interesting off one four six. I still think she's got a bit of juice in her mark. Do I see her being competitive in this? I personally don't. She's up twenty four pounds since joining Willie Mullins second to the big lens. I think it was yeah. on a, on her first start in Ireland and then absolutely hacked up in the Munster National uh, last time out, looking like she could go around again in one of Ireland, one of Ireland's most uh, you know, competitive handicaps. Well, it's meant to be. Cabaret Queen made it a procession. Uh, very, very similar profile to Total Recall, who joined Willie Mullins from Sandra Hughes. From Sandra Hughes, a couple of months before this, won the Munster National for him, and then went on to win this. If you fancy, if you, if you fancy it, back her now because I can see the money coming for her on the day. Yeah, owned by the big syndicate. Syndicates racing, isn't it? And there's a lot of those boys, and they like to get stuck in. I think. Uh, Look, she's got a chance. She's got a chance. She's a completely, completely. She's looked a completely different horse since joining Mullins. Uh, Three stars. She's still the same flesh and blood, though. That's yeah. what I think. She's yeah. still the same flesh and blood. Three stars. Uh, I'd give her a four. Yeah. It would have been a three, but I watched her. Is it Limerick? She won that. Yeah. Was it Limerick? I watched that again this morning, and it was it was a demolition job. Yeah, fair dues. Up, up to a career high marks, a bit of a worry, but I'd consider I'd consider her to have a chance. Uh, 15-2 Tafts, Jim, horse you like? Yeah, uh, I, th- I think this is really, really interesting for him. He's had a nice... He's been a, a difficult horse to train, quite clearly. He's been off for uh, a lot of time. He had wind surgery last time, and he ran third behind the world's end, who we've slagged off... Well, I've slagged off already. Um, I think he's really interesting. Um, I think he's on a decent enough mark. He he was given a quite enough ride last time. This this has been his target quite clearly, and I think twenty to one solid price and four stars for me. Yeah, I I can see where you're coming from. I can see where you come from. It was good. It was good. Uh, 
on his on his reappearance up at Weatherby. Slight worry for me. Well, to be fair, shapes like he should should stay the trip. Again, is it a bit of a worry? First chase start for over two years. Yeah, it, it is, but. It was, sure, it, it was in form, though. It yeah, was in form. I'm sure they'll, they'll be popping over him at home, and I'm not really that worried. Um, I, four stars for me. I'd give him a three. Uh, interesting that he's, a, he's 10 to 1 with Bet365, but you can still get 20s available. Still 20s available, so I'm, I think the bookies are somewhat uh, somewhat split on the chances of Sky Bet 20s. Dingo Dollars, number 16, Jim. Horse who a lot of people seem to think have has a big one in him. Well fancied for this last year. Is this his big one? No, I fancied the ears off him last year and uh, he just went too fast up front for me. I think he's just slowly tailing off. The reputation slightly going down now. And for me, I, I, I can't really make a case for him. Um, I think 20 to one's slightly short, if I'm being honest. Uh, he's just not quite good enough, I don't think, to win one of these. Two stars. Yeah, I guess that's a fair enough comment. He was third in this last year. Uh, seems triplus to me. Yeah. Seems triplus to me. Doesn't doesn't entirely convince me over three miles when he runs over it. Looks like he needs a bit shorter. But then when I've seen him over shorter, he screams three miler. Yeah. Yeah. Understandable. A bit of a, a bit of a strange profile. I'd give him two stars and wouldn't be on my shortlist. Number seventeen, West Approach. Finally won a race at Cheltenham last time. Can you, can you see it, 14 to 1? No, I don't think he'll run here, um, so I'm not going to bother talking about him because he's not going to run. Are you sure he's not going to run? I'm pretty sure. Why? Because I think he needs a decent enough break between his races. I know last time um, he'd had a month between races, but I, th- I think he'd need a need a bit of time off after them. They were two difficult performances. He's not a horse that's it improves or enjoys his, with his racing, so I think he, I don't think he'll run, so... That's Jimbo Watson saying that I just can't be asked to talk about West Approach and I'll come up with some arbitrary reason. Well, it's not. I, d- I just genuinely I don't think you're wrong. Don't think you're I wrong. genuinely don't think you're wrong. I, I, I thought when he said that, I thought like you'd heard no. you know, Tizard say along just, the lines Just of, personal. Uh, if he does run, I'll laugh at you. Uh, I'd give him a chance if he turned up. Yeah. I'd give him a chance if he turned up. Both his stats... So would I. It's the sort of race that he'd just pick up the pieces later on, wouldn't it? So, yeah. Well, you seem very miserable at the minute, Jim. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, no, look, it's it's a sort of horse who who really should go all right in this, in in my opinion. Fifth in this last year, uh, consistency has been something he struggled for. And like you said, I understand your concerns about him running. You know, well, does he need breaks between his races? Because he ran at both Cheltenham meetings. Yeah, he ran at both Cheltenham meetings. And he's, you know, I'd, I wouldn't buy into that personally. Uh, we know pretty much where he is off now up to 147, is it? Yeah. Uh, that's a fair enough mark, three stars. I, I, not a leading contender, 146, sorry. Wouldn't, cla- wouldn't class him as a leading contender. Can I see him hitting the frame? Yes, I can. Right, two stars for me. Number fifteen, number eighteen, sorry, some chaos. Michael Scudamore won't win forty to one. Correct, same. One star. One star. Nineteen, Joe Farrell also won't win. Same here, one star. That pains me to say. Number twenty, Regal Encore, fifty to one. My each way bet. I like him. <laughs> so, so do I. Do I? I, I? I think. I was waiting for you to say won't win, and I was about to go. Honeyball. No. Honeyball said something last season, like. I can't remember, but I might be making it up or I dreamt it. But he said, I think we might go for the Labrooks trophy with him. 
And I thought, wow, he's he's planning that long way in advance. And I, I think Honeyball's horses are running very, very well at the moment. He ran well in the Sodexo Gold Cup. I think 50 to 1 is a decent enough price about him around. I don't know how many... Pay. There's there's two two firms going 50 to 1, 33s, 40s. Take, take it now because he won't be that on the day. Matt Manners gamble on him late on. Um, I, I think he's interesting off 10 stone 9. Off a rating of one four three fifty to one, cracking price. Consistently, a horse I feel is underestimated by the market yeah. and tends to sneak into <coughs> and sneak is into able to sneak into place like this. Jim, I'm just going to have a work this out here, mate. I'm doing some mathematics. Regal Encore has had twenty two runs uh, since January 2016. How many times has he gone off a single figure price? Once. Once. When he won. When he won the race, he was well fancy that's for Ascot. I, that's what I was thinking. Every other time, he's been, he's gone off a double-figure price. Ridiculous. Which includes his second at Ascot last time, when he was third in this race two years ago. He's been third in the big handicap he won, the Swinley Chase, I think they call it now, that he won in 2018. He was placing that again last season. Placed at the Punchestown Festival in a handicap chase. Yeah. He can, pop, he can pop up and look, he has never been the most consistent of animals and he is a bit of a boat. But like At I said, 50 to 1, you can, you can oh, big time. shout from the rooftops big time. about uh, Especially because this isn't, I don't think this is a sexy second season race. Yeah. There's nothing like Bobsworth or Whisper or, you know, potentially people on about Santini running in it. Yeah. You know, like last season, size in Tennessee, Native River. There's not very many of those types, which leaves the door open to our slow old boaty friends. Uh, Three stars. I really like Regal Encore as an each-way proposition. He'd be my second pick behind Baris, and I'm going to give him four stars at a huge price. Yeah. Up the boy. Number 21, Carol's Destrier. Can go well at this track, as one has ran pretty well in this race in the past as well, as far as he's been second to, who was that? Not Native River the year before? Was it Total Recall? All the way, when was it? Was it Native River? Yeah, Native River, yeah, back in 2016. <laughs> Jesus, that is a long did time finish, ago. Did finish eighth behind Total Recall as well. Yeah, uh, good course form. Understandable they're going it, but for me, two-star. Goes well at, goes yeah, like we said, goes well at Newbury. Big bit of a slow boat, galloping. You know, loves a galloping track, big field handicap. We know exactly where he is. Yeah. Uh, capable of making the frame if on a going day. Probably vulnerable to ones less exposed than he is. I'd give him a, I'd give him two stars as well. Yeah, twenty two Shantou Village forty to one won't win one star. Agree. I've gone off him. Neil Mullins treble finished up with twenty three Walt forty to one won't win. Won't um, win. Managed to get a win back under his belt at Taunton last time out. Oh. And, and his day in the sun though was probably at Kempton last season. Correct. His overall balance of form since that has been disappointing. Number twenty four the Conditional David Bridgewater twenty to one. 20-1, yeah, looked good last time, if you didn't fan, If you fancy West Approach, you'd have to fancy him. He, he, he was good last time. Um, rating of 137 today. Um, he ran off a rating of 131, so up £6 for that. I think he could be interesting at, at the bottom of the weight. He could. He, if the ground turns heavy, I think that would be more up his street, and I think he's got a decent enough chance. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a fair enough comment. I think he's up, is he up, up 11? Yeah. Up 11 for winning that. Which was probably fair enough, given given the man who done it. The right horses were in behind as well, beating West Approach and Cogri in that sort of race at Cheltenham. Suggests that there's at least a degree of substance to the race. Uh, different gravy, this sort of race, to the Correct. one he's being contested. Correct. Though. Different gravy. 
flatter galloping track. You can still see it though. Yeah. You can still see uh, it. This and look, he's never been in a race as good as this. No. Never been in a race as good as this. It'd be a solid three stars. I'd give it? him three stars as well. I'd give him three stars. Number twenty five, Commodore won two novice won a handicap chase and a novice chase last season. Well down the field on his return at Bangor, forty to one for Venetia Williams, he won't win. One star. And same for Benny's King, number twenty six, who again won won a handicap and a novice chase last year. They have year two reserves as well, Commodore and Benny's King. Uh, is it only the top 24 getting? 24 getting. All right, nice one. That makes life easier because we just say you won't win. Yeah, simple as that. One, two, three, four for the Ladbrokes Trophy, please, Mr. Watson. On the blind side, two Tufts, Baris, Mr. Malarkey. I'm going. Baris wins it from OK Corral. Elegant escape and Regal Encore sneaks into the frame at 50 to 1. Yeah. At the prices, I like Regal Encore most, though. Most definitely. As an each way proposition, Baris to win. Yeah. Uh, if you want to read a bit more in depth, my views onto every horse and this, the preview will be up on whataretheodds.com, hopefully, Fri- uh, Thursday evening or Friday morning. Uh, once I have enough time to rattle through that, uh, I will tweet my Baris French stuff out as well because it's something I've I, I spent a bit of time looking at last night and uh, I think it might be a bit of an interesting angle. Yeah. Uh, is that everything for this week, Jim? I'm, I'm pretty sure. We more time. Yeah. Because we've got it's, it's a good card. We've got. We've not mentioned the fighting fifth. Yeah, Boover Dare gonna win. Boover, well, bit of a crap race. It's a rubbish, rubbish trade one. Boover Dare. We all assume he's going to win. It's a sort of thing where I can see everyone on Twitter this week thinking Lady Buttons beats him. Because everyone lo- likes Lady Buttons <laughs> and no one seems to like Bouvardere apart from me. So everyone will go up and thinking this is a weak grade one. Lady Buttons could feasibly be the second best horse in the race. Although I think it's Silver Streak. Yeah. So therefore, I can see the momentum being... You know, there'll be a hell of a lot of support for Lady Buttons, but I just think and Silver Streak will be a decent price for a forecast. Yeah, I just think it's as simple as there's only three graded quality horses in the race. Bouvardes clearly better than Silver Streak, who I think is clearly better than Lady Buttons. Yeah, agree. I agree with everything you say. Lady Buttons is great for connections, done great, but she's not good enough for a grade one level. Yeah, it's 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 probably fair. Good luck, good luck to the Phil Kirby team, though, because literally without her. It would be Boobadair versus Silver Streak, yeah. which is a bit of a joke. Uh, oh, we almost ended that. We almost ended it on a positive note, and then we had to bring up the fighting fifth. Yeah, yeah, fair do. It's all your fault this time. It wasn't me. It, it was, but we have to talk about the first Grade One hurdle of the season. If we only, even if we only spend a minute on it, because it is practically a foregone conclusion. We say this with egg on our faces, <laughs> as. What's that one called? Cool Mix comes and wins. <laughs> uh, hopefully we won't be analysing Cool Mix winning next week, though. Uh, we'll be back with another edition of Turf Talk. We are next Wednesday. Uh, thanks a lot for everyone for listening this week. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe. Thanks for all the positive feedback as well, as per. It is absolutely insane to us both that people are recognising him. It's lunacy to say this is something we just started for a laugh. Just to sort of get our profile out there, really, wasn't it? Well, it was because we had a free hour at uni and we had bugger all else to do with it. Correct. Uh, so, yeah, uh, th- thanks a lot to everyone for, for tuning in and we'll see you all again very soon. See ya.